Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Happy New Year to begin with. Uh, last week, we, we skipped a week just because of so much transition in our lives. Um, I decided to get a new puppy in the middle of winter, which is not a good idea. Um, and you're moving now to Ohio. Um, where are you in the stages of moving now? And we are, we're packing the bags. We got a truck coming in, in three days. Uh, excited to, to, to get up to Ohio. And people keep, keep asking, like, why are you going from Georgia to Ohio? And, uh, you know, it's definitely only, only God uh, would, would have somebody do this, uh, leave the beautiful warm weather state in the middle of winter. But we're excited to follow the Lord and get up to the headquarters at, at Athletes in Action. That, that's great. That's great to hear. I know, I've, obviously, we, I've been following you now in this project for a long time and you've worked so hard and it's finally here. So we'll be, we'll be praying for you and Emily and the kids as you guys transition there. And coaches, if you're listening, take a, a few moments and pray for Chad as well um, as he transitions. Um, but yeah, but we don't want to waste too much time. We're going to talk about today's guest, first episode of the year, 2022. And he actually talked about your one word or, you know, he, he addressed that as well. And Chad, I know that you have one word every year. Which one is, what, what word is it for 2022? Yeah, I, I went with the word glorify. I've kind of been on a little, a little process, uh, the past few years and um just the verse when it talks about the jesus glorifying the father and um so that's that's what i want to kind of dive into and do a little word study on on glory and and glorify what it really means to, to glorify god but that's what i choose what about you um i didn't have a word um i i did share in my newsletter um last week uh, my what what wednesday newsletter shameless plug um, maybe I'll put the sign up link in the show notes if you want to receive it. Um, but I share articles, podcasts, books with hundreds of coaches now um, every Wednesday. But last week I talked about my my goal for 2022 was to go to bed tired. And Jim Good, who's come on the podcast, talked about that um, and how you got to pour out and Dan Britton also talked about pouring out um, in the episode today um, but that just brought back to 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 my mind the idea of just being totally spent for my family for my job and 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 for Christ not in that particular order um, but just pouring everything out so that when I hit the bed at night I just go to sleep and fully knowing that I did everything possible used all the gifts that God gave me used all the energy that God gave me for that day with nothing left in the tank. And so that that's my goal for 2022. Not not a word, but that's the goal. That's awesome. And I and I also saw that you you're copying a little bit with uh, our our guest today Dan Britton on his his daily running um, just for that goal. But uh, did you get that exactly from from your chat with Dan? Um, a little bit. Um, I have always, you know, last year I did an Ironman which we've talked about it before. It scarred me for life. Um, so I decided to take it down a notch and just try to exercise every day. Just do something, running, push-ups or uh, abs, planks. And so, the, you know, I've, I've been going strong here for a few days now. Um, I don't call it resolution. I just call it a goal. It, it's a little, a little bit easier to keep it up with. So um, looking forward to a great 2022. Hopefully I'll be healthier by the end of it. 
uh, because of these exercises. Um, but yeah, but let's get to the episode. We've been mumbling too much, Chad. The people don't want to listen to us talk. They want to listen to guests. Um, and our, our guest today is Dan Britton. He's one of the leaders at FCA. He leads hundreds, if not thousands, of coaches all around the world. And he shares what that experience is like. Um, but one of the things I wanted to tease out, Chad, is he talked about the original word for coach. And he equated it to uh, a vehicle um, and what that means. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it's, a, it's a great visual of what a coach is all about. And I loved that description um, that, that Dan had uh, for us. What, what did you like about the episode? Yeah, so much. He really challenged me. Um, I was thankful for this one. And even he just talked about the two things that he saw every man that he respected do every day. And he wanted to implement that early in his ministry and, and career. Um, so I really like that as well. But uh, let's get into this interview. Uh, we're ready for it. Dan Britton of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes right now. Dan Britton, thank you so much for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. Such an honor and finally be able to get you uh, on the podcast. What does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Well, after 30 years of working with Fellowship Christian Athletes within, in over 100 different countries here, not only in the U.S., but around the world, you can get a lot of different answers based off where they come from. And, and But for me, you know, the way we do it in FCA, kind of FCA way, is, is we, we talk about being a three-dimensional coach. And uh, three dimension is, is body, mind and spirit and having a strategy in all three dimensions that I have a strategy in the fundamentals, the X's and O's. And most coaches have that 80 percent of our coaches that we've surveyed have that square down. But very few coaches coach in those other dimensions, the mind and very few even coach in the heart. And so a lot of times with FCA, we start with the heart inside out. We begin with with the heart and then talk to the mind, then the body. So. You know, we in our training, we even talk about where the original word coach came from. It's really funny. When I was doing a video for international leaders, we were in uh, Thailand and, and we had about 50 countries represented. And I was like, we're going to do a coach's video. We had our pro camera guy there and got a room. And I was like, you know, uh, hey, Michael, be really cool. He's our video guy. Let's get let's get everyone to say coach in their own language. And, they, and then we have all these different languages saying coach and, and just be a powerful thing. So I brought the first guy in and he was from China and I looked at him. And I said, Hey, what's, what's the word coach? And he goes, coach. And I go, no, no, in your language. And he goes, coach. He goes, that's our, that's our language. And then, Hey, Brazil. And then we went around to all these countries and I realized everyone calls it coach. You know, it's a universal word that, that almost every country, I was like, that, 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 that video is not going to work. <laughs> the power of a Christian coach, I believe is different than a coach. And that's the separating thing is, is, is I believe a coach uh, is original word taken from stagecoach, where it takes a very important person from one place to another place in a covered wagon, right? So it's a very important person in a covered wagon that's taking a person from one place to another. That's the 1800s word that where we get the coach from. So when we're talking about coaches, is that when you coach as a Christian, it's more about the player than it is you. It, it's a very important person. You're not the important person. The player's the important person, right? And then second is, is we provide a covering, a covering, a stagecoach provides a covering, and we as Christian coaches have to provide a spiritual covering over our players. Very few coaches realize 
that, hey, I'm not the important one on the field. The player's important one. I'm providing a spiritual covering. And the last thing, we're taking them from one place to another, is that a lot of times players don't know where they're going. But the coach, the spiritual coach, has discernment and insight to help that player start at point A and bring them to point B. And that means even body, mind, spirit, that there's a spiritual journey to coaching. So I, I believe that's a long answer for no, that's a great question. But that's where I believe a spiritual coach is. That's great. Um, you've, you've, you have some coaching experience and now, you know, you lead hundreds of coaches around, you know, around the world and other leaders. Did you always want to be a coach or did you have other dreams growing up? You know, I, I did. So, so I, I, I wanted to be a coach. I, I, I say sometimes if I wasn't doing an FCA and being a, a director serving staff all over the world, people go, what would you do if you weren't doing that? And I'm like, I'd be a coach. Like I'd be a college lacrosse <laughs> coach. I love lacrosse, love that sport. But really where that came from was the way I was coached, right? A lot of times we coach the way we coach because the way we were coached, now we now coach that way. You know, as parents, we know we both are parents. We parent the way we do because either we had a great parent, the model for us, what we should do, or maybe we had a bad parent or saw a bad parent and go, I'm never going to do that. So we coach the way that we do is because we were coached or parent the way we were parented. And so I had coach Sleepy Thompson in high school. Uh, he was one of the winningest coaches. Like he coached for 40 years at my high school, never left. And people from all over the country would come and learn the wing T offense from coach Sleepy Thompson. I love his name, coach Sleepy yeah. Thompson. <laughs> and he always would say this. He would say, accentuate the positive, accentuate the positive. Well, I had to go home and look up what accentuate look meant, pull out a dictionary, and it meant stress and emphasize. And man, you know what he did? He always emphasized the positive. And he created a culture on this football team that he won like 30 winning seasons out of its 40 he coached. He won 12 division titles. And I was a part of one of those undefeated uh, seasons. And, and I saw the way that he coached me. And I was like, I want to one day be like Coach C.P. Thompson. So here I am. 30 years later, 40 years later, and I'm still talking about Coach C.P. Thompson because the impact he had in my life, because I want to coach like Coach C.P. Thompson. So I hope that the way I coach boys and girls when I coach lacrosse, that made 30 or 40 years later, they're going, hey, I'm coaching the way I do because of Coach Dan Britton. You know, that, that's a picture that I want to paint as legacy, passing that on to the next generation. Yeah, I think a lot of the stories of current coaches is they had a coach in their life who who made an impact in his, you know, his or her life. And now they want to do the same to to other kids or um, to the next generation. And so that's that's yeah, very Co true. Coach C.P. Thompson was that three dimensional coach for me that had that impact in my life that I'm I'm still living on every single day. Yeah. So let's go back now. How did you get it started with lacrosse and why do you, you fall in love with it? Oh, uh, well, we all have that story of, of our one sport, right? Uh, for me, it was my dad. My dad was an all-American lacrosse player at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, uh, um, uh, Maryland. And so I have two older brothers who beat the heck out of me growing up. And so I didn't have a choice that I, I was, I didn't even have a choice not to play lacrosse, right? My dad was this all-American. My brothers played. I played. I, I had to play. But man, I fell in love with the game just because of the uniqueness and in, 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 the, in the background. You know, the Indians started, the American Indians started, and they call it the creator's game. There's not a single other sport uh, that says that they were, that they're their creator's game. So that's why I think <laughs> lacrosse is the number yeah, one sport. <laughs> and um, 
but it, it's just, you fall in love with the sport, but it was really my dad, his example, my brothers that gave me this passion and love for the, for, for the sport of lacrosse. Got it. And, and then you cultivated that got, got pretty good at it. And, and then tell us how, where did lacrosse take you next? Yeah. Well, uh, again, I, I played football, basketball, and lacrosse when I was in high school. And then I knew lacrosse was a sport. I got recruited, went to university of Delaware. That's where I found out about FCA. So like I knew about FCA in high school, but we didn't have an opportunity to be a part of one. And university of Delaware, we had a small little huddle mm -hmm. that met on Thursday night at Carpenter sports building at seven 30. And there's 10, athletes that would gather and open God's word. And we would just study God's word, eight football players, one lacrosse player and one swimmer. I felt sorry for her. She was all by herself, you know, one <laughs> swimmer, only female, she survived. But that little group where I first time I could combine my love for faith, my faith in Christ and my love for sports. And you put them together, that's FCA. And so I fell in love with FCA So really my pursuit of lacrosse led me into the ministry that I've been serving in over 30 years. And then when I graduated, I actually got drafted and played professional lacrosse for four years with a team called uh, Baltimore Thunder. And, and now I've been coaching and playing lacrosse for 45 years. And I still coach. I coach a high school girls lacrosse team with my daughter, Callie, who <laughs> went to Liberty and played there. And so I stand on the sidelines with my daughter, which is a total joy coaching high school girls, which is totally out of my element, but coaching is coaching and, and it's a blast. Yeah. My, my next question, and you mentioned a little bit of the incorporating faith and sports. Um, what, what was your faith journey like? Was your family a Christian? Um, yeah. Uh, so not only do we have a great uh, sports uh, uh, foundation, my mom and dad uh, accepted Christ at a young age and, and then they got together in, in Maryland and, and, um, And so they grew us up in, in a Christian home. And at age eight, my, my mom was leading a little uh, good news Bible club for the neighborhood kids. And little Danny was sitting on the front row and she was going through the wordless book with all the colors and, and talking about red was the blood of Jesus and gold is, is heaven. And, and, and man, I, I, just, I, I prayed and received Christ at age eight. But, you know, as a young kid, you don't really know what that means. And when I went, went away to a camp with our youth group uh, up to Scroon Lake, New York, Word of Life camp, great ministry. We're on this little island and man, God got a hold of my life at that camp. And I remember one night, you know, throwing a little wood chip, sounds a little corny, a, a wood chip into the fire and saying, you know, no longer I who live, but it's Christ within me. And that was a defining moment for me that, yes, I prayed the prayer at eight, but man, when you talk about surrender, age 14 was when, when it happened up in Scroon Lake, uh, New York. And since then it's been, man, Lord, I, I want to give you my life. And And so my faith has grown. And then when I went to college and kind of became, became my own faith, not my family's faith. And I grew in my faith as I got involved in FCA and then went into full-time ministry with FCA back in 1990. And, and it's been, it's been incredible, not perfect, yeah. but it's been incredible. <laughs> yeah. We had a guest on the podcast that talked about the moment he gave his life to Christ and really committed. He was radically redirected for Christ. I like that. You know, I like that. Uh, yeah. And then that's something that, you know, he, Usually what you hear is I was going one way and maybe it wasn't completely wrong. You know, it was just was not God glorifying, you know, um, and but it but it's great to hear. So now you, you're in charge of so many coaches, right? Um, what are some of the disciplines that you have in your own life that fill you up so that you then can pour out into the people that, that are working for you? Yeah, I. That's a great point. I, I, so I, I believe in, I call them morning disciplines, right? Um, 
you know, it's, it's this type of thing of if I want to go deeper with Christ, what are the things that only I can do that no one can do for me? Right. Like I can, you know, I can, I'm, I'm married. There can be only one dad to my kids. Like no one else can take that role or they shouldn't take that role. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a husband. I, I, I'm the only one that can love my wife because I'm her husband. No one can take that responsibility. And so in the same way, no one can get close to the foot of the cross for me. It has to be me. And so I feel this, and it's not a, a, a guilt or it's not a legalism of like, I have to, but I get to. I get this opportunity to come every day to the foot of the cross and, and to go deeper so that God can take me wider and further, right? So my responsibility is go deeper. His responsibility is for the influence and impact. I don't have to worry about that. We worry about the influence and impact and we don't like take care of the deeper part, you know? And so we kind of get it mixed up. And so I have two, basically about, you know, and this is kind of crazy. I have two hours of morning disciplines that I schedule every day in my morning that I get up. Um, I, I spray first thing I do is spend time in God's word. Uh, I have some devotions that I read. I, I get into the word of God. I don't just have devotions. I, I believe you got to get your face in the book, you know, not let someone else tell you what God's word says, but God himself telling you what he, what he shares with you, you know, supplement it with some of the devotions. Then I spend time sometimes journaling, listening to some worship music. And then I, and then I go on a run. I love running. I run every day. And uh, I've been doing that for 30 years uh, and just passionate about it. But, you know, I want to redeem that time even when I run. So I listen to a sermon. So funny, people just go, man, I can't wait for the sermon Sunday. I'm like, well, I've already had seven, seven sermons this, this, this week. I'm like already filled up, right? And so I'm, I'm redeeming that time, that 45 minutes of running with filling myself with godly knowledge, or I'm listening to a spiritual leadership book or, or spiritual growth book. And, and, you know, I love to li listen to music, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm being disciplined because I want to, I, I don't want to unleash myself in the world or other people until every day I fill up. And by me filling up with those morning disciplines allows me to be prepared all that I need to be for everything that's going to happen. So I can serve at the highest level and be able to pour out what God's poured in. You know, I, I love it. We have a phrase in the Christian world that we say, you know, hey, you know, hey, just pour out, just pour out, pour into their lives, pour into their lives. You know, hey, I want to pour into this person's life. And I'm like, I think that's the role of the Holy Spirit, not you. <laughs> like, you know, I don't think we have the chance to pour into someone's life. And I know what they mean about investing in yeah. someone's life. But I like to say, let God pour in. And our job is just to pour out, not to pour in to other lives. If we overflow, then that pouring out, and then the Holy Spirit is the one that works and pours into the life. And, and think about even with coaching. Like if a Christian coach is so full of Jesus, right? So full of Jesus, they're just pulling out, pouring out. He or she is pour, pouring out. And the benefit is to the players around them. And it's a, it, it sounds easy. But it takes us to have the discipline every day to get our face in the book so that we then can be that hands and feet of Jesus the rest of the day. Yeah. You, you talked about uh, running. Um, what, what are some of the, the benefits besides, you know, having that time to listen to a sermon? Um, what are those benefits that continue to make you keep doing it? Yeah, I, I, I you know, it's interesting. When I was young, now that I'm old, not too old, but you know, older, but when I was in my twenties and just starting out in ministry, I started looking at the guys that were in their fifties and sixties and seventies that I admired. And I looked up to, 
And, and there's two things that they did. It was one is, is they had a very intentional devotional life. And the second is they had a workout plan that they did every day. It wasn't like, Hey, they did it three times a week, but it was like every day they were on a bike or every day they ran or every day they went to the gym. And, and it was like, man, I respect them. I, I want to be like them one day. And, and if I can do that now and not wait until then to try to do it. And so I think the benefits are one is yes, you can redeem the time by listening, you know, to, to podcasts and sermons. But the second is I believe like when I sweat and I'm out there, it just like knocks the rust out of me. Like the rust that gathers throughout the day, it's a cleansing process that it gets me connected. I feel like God speaks to me probably even more when I run. I hope I don't get struck with lightning on this than when I'm even doing my devotions. You know, I do my devotions, but man, all of a sudden I'm up and I'm running and I'm out in, in, in the woods running through a trail. And man, God just speaks to me when my body's being exercised. And I feel like I've had the greatest thoughts when I'm, when I'm running in the insights and spiritual depth. So I believe uh, for me, yes, prayer, I pray when I run too, but it's, it's that spiritual connection, that ability to, to cleanse yourself. And obviously it just, it keeps you in shape. And I always say the best part about running, people are like, man, you love to run. I go, Hey, the best part about running is finishing. Yeah. You know, it's like finishing. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. And, and, and so knowing that, Hey, the next day I get to start over and do that again. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I, like I talked before we recorded, I, I did an Ironman and, and a lot of the training was just be by myself, you know, and I felt like those were the moments that I really grew close to God. Obviously the, the devotional time and quiet time with God is really important, but those times where your body might be saying, no, please stop. And, and, you know, you can't at that moment, that's when, then you get a little closer um, uh, to God. And I remember during the actual race, you can't listen to any music or anything. So it's literally you and your thoughts for hours and, and I remember just, just singing songs, uh, you know, to Christ. And it's like, it's your breath in my lungs, you know, and, and, and just, just praising, praising him for giving me the ability to participate in something so cool that I'm never going to do it again, but that, that I'm so glad I did. Yep. Yeah. Again, it's like, Hey, the best part about doing it is you finished it, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Um, my, my last question is, you, you do these motivational videos as you're running. So is that something that just strikes you as you're running or is this something that you read that day? What, what is the, 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 the planning that, that goes into it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I've been doing them since uh, December 31st. I was out on the run. It was freezing in Kansas City. I was getting ready for the new year. I felt like God revealed uh, my word, my one word theme, my one word vision for, for 2021, which, was, which is wisdom which, uh, you know, I believe we, we need wisdom all the time, but man, this year is the year of wisdom. And I was running, I was almost back to my house and there's a little park by my house. And I was just like, you know, I, I think I'm going to just as I run, cause that's what I do. And people know that about me. I'm just going to share my work. Well, I, I did a little 30 second video that I had this morning on a snowy run. I feel like God spoke to me, fresh snow was falling. I just thought it was like almost supernatural moment. And and the response I got was crazy. Like people, you know, hundreds of people, you know, over a thousand people watched that video and they're like, Dan, that inspired me. That motivated me. And my sister-in-law was like, you know, you should do, you should do a Dan's daily video, you know, type of thing <laughs> and, and give encouragement while you run. And, you know, I'm like, ah, that's stupid. I won't do that. That was just a one time and done. Sure enough, the next morning on January 1st, it was the same thing. Like the Lord spoke to me. 
was a word, but this time it was further in the trail down in the woods, <laughs> cool little place where I run and, and I run with my dog Huxley every day. And Lori gave me a thought. And so I, I said, Hey, new year. And you did it. Same thing. Huge. And then people from all over the world, like all of our international uh, uh, FCA staff and teammates were like, man, every day I look forward to your running video. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing it every day. You know, I'm not going to do it. I don't have enough content for that. So sure enough, here we are uh, more than halfway through the year and yeah. just did one this morning. And so the, to answer your question is sometimes the night before the Lord gives me a thought, but I would say 99% of the time is that morning. And I get nervous. I'm like, Lord, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I can grab the video and go, guys, I have nothing to say today. Yeah. But it, just like, again, the Lord speaks and reveals and I share and insight that the Lord kind of speaks in my spirit. The day that he doesn't do that, no video. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're consecutive <laughs> every day since December 31st. That's good. That's good. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. How can we be praying for you? Yeah. I So one is pray for the FCA ministry. I, I mean, I feel like... Uh, God is working mightily around the world. Like, uh, I'm again, we're in 107 countries and to hear the stories of how the Lord is moving and working, even in some of the, the toughest, most closed countries here, sports is it breaking through those barriers and boundaries to, to bring the gospel. And it's just incredible. And they're, they're like the current day apostle Paul's, right? Like I, I hear their stories. I'm like, you've been in prison eight times for your faith. And like, you're my buddy, you know, that lives in this country that keeps doing sports ministry. You know, what's going on in Afghanistan and everything else. Just pray for our, our international uh, missionaries and our even, even I would say, even along with our international missionaries, our local leaders, our, our people that, that God raised up in that country, that, that are from that country and serving local nationalists, just pray that God will give them strength and perseverance and, and pray for a covering upon them uh, of protection and provision. You know, if we pray for protection and provision, then God's going to, going to do great things. And so, uh, you know, we're 67 years young as a ministry got established in 1954 by coach, coach Don McClannan, who was a basketball coach. And, and so here we are 67 years later, uh, extended outside the U S now serving millions of coaches and athletes so we need that protection and provision upon our ministry. Sounds good. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this beautiful day you've created for us. Um, Lord, thank you that you got Dan here on the podcast just to share his message and share his story. Um, and, and Lord, uh, I'm so encouraged from, from just listening to him, Lord, that, that you're doing great things in America as well as all around the world, Lord. Um, there are so many missionaries that have gone out to to spread your message to spread your 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 gospel of salvation to to the ends of the earth and and lord they're they're being persecuted they're being imprisoned they're being chastised lord but pray that you you give them continued steadfastness lord that they'll continue to push your word to to anyone and everyone that they come in contact with father pray as, as some nations are in turmoil, Lord, that, that you'll be with the leaders in those countries, that they will use sports um, to glorify you and to, and, and to spread your message even further, Father. Thank you again for this conversation with Dan and, and, and help us to glorify you, Lord, with everything we do and say. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 So much, so much wisdom uh, and passion. Uh, Dan Britton, what a what a guest! So many good things to take away. But I think something that's stirring in my heart, Gian, is just kind of what he was saying about it's it's our job to go deeper 
and then God will take you wider and further in your in your ministry. And so just thinking through that on on you know maybe whatever worked two years ago in our in our Christian walk, uh, how can we step up? How can we sacrifice more? How can we surrender more? Um, and so I think that's what I'm kind of uh, thinking through uh, heading into this next year. But anything, any big takeaways for you? Yeah, I I liked when he talked about exercise and how God speaks to him when he exercises. You know, yeah. and I can definitely relate. Um, last year, training for the Ironman and then actually competing in it. When you don't have headphones, you it's just you and your thoughts, and you have a quiet moments there by yourself. Um, you could definitely hear God speaking to you and giving you ideas, and you know, finding the resolution and problems that you haven't had the time to think about. Maybe that was also because I was about to die during the Ironman. I, I was seeing God and hearing God, uh, but. Um, that was that was a unique experience. Um, I think so, a lot of the times we listen to, and he does, he listens to sermons um, when he runs. But I think sometimes taking that time by yourself, just with nothing in your ears, just in silence, is can also be beneficial. Yeah, and I and I think just those two things that he mentioned that he saw uh, respected leaders every day they're having a devotional life, time with the Father. Um, and they're getting uh, a workout and they're getting their sweat out and uh, pushing their body. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Craig Rochelle talked about those two, like a capstone habit. And I, I do feel for, for me in my life, if I'm just going to choose two things every day, I'm going to, I want to get my workout in and spend that t- quiet time with the Lord. So I think that was uh, spot yeah. on. And then Chad, for, for our community, for our Christian coach community on Patreon, we had an extra question uh, for Dan. And he talked about an empty Bible story that he had in his in his life, and that was really cool. And he even had the visual. So if you you know if you sign up for our Christian Coach community on Patreon, the link is gonna also going to be on the show notes. Um, but you'll be able to see it. You'll see an empty Bible. Maybe you've never seen it before, but there is one. Um, Dan Britton has it in his office. Um, and you'll be able to see that, and you'll be able to see how he relates that to to our lives as as you know, men and women, as well as coaches, which was really cool, really fun to do. Uh, and I, I'm just so thankful for Dan, you know, it's such, such a busy guy. Um, but he still took the time to spend 30 minutes and he was very gracious, um, with his time and, uh, very thankful that we got the opportunity to, to learn and and hear from Dan. 100% Gian, 100%. And, uh, we're so excited. I, I also just something I'm excited about is just watching you, from age 18, uh, barely speak English, come to the United States, and to see you go head to head with so many great Christian coaches and, and influential leaders um, and having these conversations. So I'm excited for the new year. We got a whole lot more of great conversations on tap, and uh, we're, we're excited for you coaches to join us in this. We're learning so much, thankful for these opportunities. And coach, just remember that the mission field is right where you're at.